You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Well, good morning, Impact Church. How y'all doing? Man, it's great to see you guys. Today is week five of our Rhythms series, and I'm really excited to talk about this a rhythm, right? So we're on the letter A this week, and we're going to discuss something that, man, I love to talk about. I love to participate in. I love that it has eventually over time, not always, but eventually over time become a rhythm in my life. But before we get there, I just want to give a quick recap for those of you who missed any of this series. In week one of Rhythm Series, we looked at the life of Jesus and saw that he had rhythms that he built into his own life. And obviously, we believe that if Jesus had rhythms, we too should have rhythms. And then we got to look at intimate worship and what it really looks like to live a lifestyle that's responding to all that God is. And then we got to look at meaningful community. We got to see how doing life together is always better, right? How many of you remember the country group Lone Star? Okay, yeah, so they had a song, and right, it said something like, life with you makes perfect sense, right? And life, I was going to sing that, but I decided not to like right then. So life with you makes perfect sense. Community makes sense because God exists in community. So because he exists in community, he created us to live in community. We should be meaningful about that. And then last week, we got to talk about what it looks like to truly follow after Jesus. What it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. And to do it on purpose, right? So we, we really, we play a part in that. We abide in him, right? We stay in him. We continue in him. We remain in him. And because of that, we become more like him. Which, if you remember, that is the goal and the prayer of this series. is for us to become more like Jesus. We're not adding rhythms into our life just for the fun of it. We're not adding rhythms into our life just so we can become better people. We're adding rhythms into our life that point us closer to Jesus. We get to know more of Him, and He gets to shine through us like never before. So this week... We're going to talk about abundant generosity. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 21. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 21. And this is what I love to see right now. Everybody, for the we'll say 90% of the people that are opening their Bible are kids. Amen? So kids, they bring their Bible to church. And I'm not condemning you if you don't, right? Sometimes I don't open this one on here. I have the verses on the iPad, so I get it. We always have the verses here. But there's something special about bringing your Bible in, opening it up, reading along, taking notes. There's just something special about that. And I'm encouraged that we have some kids in here that are like, yep, I'm going to try to find Matthew 20. It may take them the whole sermon to find Matthew 21, but they are going to do their best to find it. So parents, if you're with them and they're struggling, feel free to help them find Matthew chapter 21. Usually when we talk about abundant generosity here, and we talk about it a lot because we believe in it, we believe in the fact that God has, has put us here to be generous to people. And I want to share just a few things that, 
we get to do here because of your abundant generosity. We consistently get to pour into this elementary school. We consistently get to provide supplies for teachers. We always do a back-to-school thing where we get to uh, provide supplies to students. And we're just consistently trying to be a blessing for the people at this school. Why? Because God has us in this building for a reason. So this is our immediate mission field, this school. And we consistently, because of your abundant generosity, get to pour into this school. We get to pour into or partner with new churches. Right? Anchor Church just launched four weeks ago at Evans Middle School. They're meeting right now. They're doing the same stuff that we're doing right now. And we get to partner with them financially, in prayer. We get to help. We Actually, me and AJ went over there Friday and helped them set up the middle school. It's a completely different setup than this, but they're making it work. And we get to partner with new churches because of your abundant generosity. We get to partner with ministries like Connect Hope. Connect Hope is a a ministry here in the CSRA that connects pastors and churches so that they can come together to advance the kingdom. This is a ministry that's trying to tear down these walls that religion puts up and get people together to actually do what God has called us to do as the church. And we get to support them and partner with that ministry. And the guy who started that is actually going to preach here a couple times this year, and you're going to love him. He's amazing. He does wear flip-flops, so I told him no flip-flops on stage. That's for your benefit. But man, it's amazing the things that we get to do, and I could go on and on and on. Uh, We get to support FCA at Reinhardt College. There's a, there's a lady here from the CSRA that went to Reinhardt to be over the, the women's part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and she gets to minister and share the gospel to all the female athletes, the coaches. They've started a Bible study. She gives Bibles away. She, she reports back every month of how God is moving, and we get to support her because of your abundant generosity. The gospel is being expanded because of you. Because you're abundantly generous. And maybe, maybe, you don't believe that your generosity matters. Because I think a lot of times we, we feel like, man, what is this really going to accomplish? What is this doing? What, what is this money going to? What's my time going to? What's my energy really going to? What's happening? And what I want to try to do this morning through the power of the Spirit, is show you why your generosity matters and how God uses your generosity to do what only He can do. And we're going to see that. We're going to use a familiar passage in Matthew 21. And we're just going to try to pick out certain things in this passage that usually aren't picked out. So this is, if you see the header, Matthew 21, it says the triumphal entry. And this is really something that's talked about around Easter time and Jesus is coming in, right? We know he rides in on a donkey and we're going to read that. But I want us to see the aspects of generosity in this story and how God used this to change the world. So we'll we'll start on verse 1. We'll read verses 1 through 11. It says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples, 
saying to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. God, I pray that you speak this morning. God, I pray that we see what it is you want us to see from your word. And that our hearts are changed. That we're brought closer to you. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So, maybe you're thinking, what can we really learn about generosity from a story about donkeys, Jesus riding in, branches being thrown on the ground, coats being thrown everywhere, people screaming. What can we really learn about generosity? And I'm glad that you asked that question because that's why we're here. So I only have two main points for us this morning. Number one is this, abundant generosity is ridiculous. Abundant generosity is ridiculous. And I want you to be able to see this, because when we really dig into what abundant generosity is, we see that it's absurd. We see that it is absurd. Here's the story. Jesus says, hey, two disciples go, you're going to find this donkey, you're going to find this little donkey, big donkey, little donkey. That's what we have going on here, right? They're going to be tied up. Get them. If anybody asks you what you're doing, which they're going to ask you what you're doing, tell them that the Lord needs them. Bring them to me. And then he rides in as the prophet had said was going to happen. So what is happening here generosity-wise? I want you to see, first of all, that Jesus asked us for what is already his. Right? He, he didn't need to ask for the donkeys or tell them to go get the donkeys. He could have just said, hey, we need donkeys. That's what the prophet said. Boom! Donkeys, right? Big donkey, little donkey. That's what we need. That's what we have. But God didn't do that. Somebody owned these donkeys and they had to be willing to generously allow them to be taken to Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, if they ask you Tell them that I need them. Have you ever thought that God needs you? Because I've heard people say, God doesn't need you. He can do whatever He wants. And that is true. He can. But we serve a God who chooses to use you. And He asks us for what is already His. Can we at least agree on this fact? That everything we have belongs to God. Amen? Can we agree on that? So, now God is saying, hey, so those donkeys are already mine, but I need them because the prophet said I was going to ride in on a donkey, so I need the little donkey, I need the big donkey. There's a little bit of, of back and forth between whether Jesus just rode on the little donkey or if he rode on both of the donkeys, right? Which is 
even crazier. That's not really part of the story. Just want you to think about that. So we have two donkeys here. That someone said, hey, Jesus needs the donkeys. Okay, they're his anyway. You can have them. Use them. Jesus asked us for what is already his. And to me, that's ridiculous. Because he doesn't have to ask. He could just do it. But what he does is he says, hey, I love you. I've blessed you. I've given you whatever you have to be stewards of that. And now I'm asking for you to be generous back to me. And that is just ridiculous. The second thing we see from this story is that Jesus moves on the generosity of ordinary people. Jesus moves on the generosity of ordinary people. He rode in on a donkey from an ordinary person. I want you to think about this picture. Jesus could have rode into town on a Boeing 777 if he wanted to, right? I don't even know if that exists. It sounds really cool. Don't fact check that. But you know what I'm getting at, a jet, right? Jets didn't even exist back then. But if he wanted to, he could have rode in on a he could have rode in on a hot air balloon. They didn't exist either. We're talking about the creator God. But he instead chooses to ride in on the generosity of an ordinary person. Man, and what can God do with the generosity of all of us ordinary people in this room? See, He chooses to move on the generosity of ordinary people. Number three is this. Our generosity writes us into the story of God. These donkeys have been written in to the story of God. I want you to think about some people in Scripture. We have a widow who had a mite. We don't know much about her, but she's written into the story of God because of her generosity. We have a little boy who has a, a little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. He's generous and he's written in to the story of God because of his generosity. We have a guy who says, hey, you can borrow my tomb. I'll be generous, and he's written in to the story of God because of his generosity. Now, I don't want you to think that this word is going to change and that's going to write you in. But I do want you to know that when God moves on your generosity, you are then written in to the story that God is writing. You are written in to the, to the magnitude of what God is doing. Because of your generosity, you can be included in the story of God and what He's doing here. And this is the fourth thing about abundant generosity being ridiculous, is God fulfills His promises through our generosity. I want you to look at the, the prophecy that was, that was in this passage. This was in 500 B.C. is when this was prophesied. That Jesus would come in riding on a donkey. In 500 B.C., so then we have all these years later, God fulfills this promise on the generosity of just a normal person with a big donkey and a little donkey. And God chooses to fulfill His promises and do work through the generosity 
of just normal, everyday, ordinary people. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about generosity. And some people are like, man, I, I don't like when the, the pastor talks about generosity or giving or money. And that's cool. This isn't the money talk. That's coming in March. So you're good for today. But I do want you to know that God cares about our generosity and He uses that. We're going to circle back as we close to, to that. But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to leave this morning thinking, well, I need to be generous. I do want you to think that, but I don't want you to think that that is the main point. Because here's the main point, and this is, this is the second thing about abundant generosity. Abundant Generosity is redemption. Because God has given us the example of what abundant generosity is. See, true abundant generosity is from Him. And it's the fact that we have been redeemed as sons and daughters of God. Man, there's no better example of generosity than God sending His one and only Son to die on a cross for you and for me. So if you hear nothing else about abundant generosity, hear this. That we have the opportunity to be generous because God was first generous to us. We have the opportunity to be generous because He was first generous to us. This is what it means that we're eternally redeemed by the generosity of God. Hebrews 9.12 says this, He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of His own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. And then Colossians 1 we see He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Listen, if you were with us at, at group on Wednesday night, we talked about there being two different kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And we see here in this verse in Colossians that what this is what happened. That we were in the kingdom of darkness because we're born into that. And then through the generosity of God, we were transferred from this kingdom into the kingdom of heaven once we put our faith in Him. That's abundant generosity. That's redemption. We're eternally, forever redeemed by the generosity of God. And then we see that we're redeemed from the world while we're still in the world. John 17, 15 through 17 puts it this way. I do not ask that you take them. This is Jesus talking to God. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. The generosity of God is this, that we're eternally redeemed by His abundant generosity. But then that we're redeemed from the world while we're still in the world. 
He prays specifically for God to protect us, to keep us from the evil one. And he says, hey, I'm not taking them out of the world. I'm actually sending them into the world. But because of my abundant generosity, I'm going to give them the Spirit. I'm going to give them a helper. And as believers, we get to live that out in our everyday life. The Spirit gets to live within us, and we get to allow Him to work. So that as we're sent into the world as believers, we're kept from the evil one that's trying to kill us. That's trying to steal everything that we have. That's trying to destroy who we are. Abundant generosity is ridiculous. The fact that Jesus asked us for what's already His. The fact that He rides in on the generosity of ordinary people. The fact that our generosity can ride us into the story of what God is doing. The fact that He chooses to fulfill promises through our generosity. It's ridiculous. And then abundant generosity is redemption. We see that we're eternally redeemed by the generosity of God. And we see that we are redeemed from the world while we're still in the world. And I want to close with this. I, I said we're going to circle back and we're going to, we're going to circle back here. And this is, this is important because I'm about to share the heart of Impact Church with you when it comes to abundant generosity. And I want you to get this. I really want you to get this. Because if you can get this, then you'll know our heartbeat here. And why we believe that God has us positioned in this place, in this city. If we go back to Matthew 21, let's read verses 10 and 11 one more time. It says this, And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Listen, Jesus rode in on the generosity of ordinary people, and what happened? The entire city was stirred. The entire city was stirred. So if you want to know why we value abundant generosity, if you want to know why we talk about being abundantly generous, why that's a core value here, why that's one of our rhythms, it's because we believe Jesus is going to move on the generosity of this ordinary church to stir up an entire city for Himself. We believe more than anything else that we've been positioned here in Harlem for God to stir up an entire city. Not because of who we are, but because we're willing to be abundantly generous to say, God, it's yours if you want it, I'm giving it back to you. If you want this money, I'm giving it back to you. If you want my time, I'm giving it back to you. If you want my gifts, I'm giving them back to you. If you want my skills, I'm giving them back to you. It's His anyway. And man, we're going to see a city transformed because of our abundant generosity. We're going to see God work through the generosity of normal people. And maybe you're sitting there saying, hey, nobody's ever told me I'm normal before. Thank you. You're welcome. You are. 
And as you allow God to work through you, you become extraordinary. Because of who He is and because of what He's doing. I don't know how you feel about Impact Church. I don't know how you feel about this city. But this is what I know. Lives will be forever changed because of the abundant generosity of this church. There's going to be people who are far, far, far from God who come to know Him because of the generosity of this church. Man, I, I envision and I dream of a, of a city that says, hey, what is that? What is happening? And we get to say, oh, that's Jesus. That's Jesus that rode in on the generosity of ordinary people. That's Jesus who wants to give you the abundant generosity to redeem you for eternity, to take you out of the world and hold you close to Himself. And I believe with every fiber of my being that God is going to stir up this city. And He's going to do it on the generosity of ordinary, normal, weird people. And that's, that's you and that's me. And man, I love talking about all the things that we get to do as a church. The list that I, that I gave you when we started, I, I love to talk about that stuff. I love the fact that we get to be a blessing to others and we get to, we get to sow into these other ministries and we get to partner and support. Because you know, what, you know what we're doing when we do that? We're allowing God to work through that generosity to stir up a city, to stir up a school, to stir up a, a college in a different part of the state, to stir up the entire CSRA as we join together as churches, as the church of God. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is me. I don't want you to think that, that I've been withholding information. I haven't. But this, this is what I pray for. This is what I believe. This is what I'm doing. I'm actively praying, actively searching for Impact Church to, to have some type of, of land or building. And it's not because we don't, we don't like this place. We believe that God has us here for a reason. It's because I truly believe that God has something bigger and greater planned for us. Amen. And I'm actively praying that, that God would just show us where He wants us to go. And for the first time ever, for the first time ever, we have a, a different classification on our online giving. So, if you've ever given online, you see that you can give to the general fund, and that's all we've ever had. And we just, we, we budget that money a certain way. The, the elders of the church approve that budget, and then we stay within that budget. And we're, we, we're really good stewards of what God gives us. But now we have a different category, and it's called building campaign. 
And if you ever feel led to give on top of what you already do, you can click on that and it'll it'll send money to that. And we may we may do a, a real campaign at some point, but right now we're just trusting that God is going to lead people to do whatever He wants them to do. But I don't want you to leave here thinking that this message was me trying to get you to give money to impact. That's not what this message is. This message is first and foremost to show you that God leads by example in abundant generosity. And secondly, is to let you know that your generosity does matter because God uses it to stir up a city. God uses your generosity to change people's lives. And we have generous people here. Man, we have generous people. We have people that love what God is doing. And they've bought into the mission to reach people. We will always be a church that exists to help people know God's love, grow in God's love, and show God's love to the world. And you get to be a part of that. Your abundant generosity plays a huge, huge role in that. We're going we're gonna to end this service like we have been ending all of our services this year with a song together. And we're, we call this our response time, our time of response. I'll be up front if you need to talk or pray or if you want to make any type of decision. But you have a next step to take. And I don't know what it is. Maybe for you it's to, to start being abundantly generous. Maybe for some of you, you're already there. You're already abundantly generous. And maybe for you, it's to pray that God would, would clearly show us what our next steps are as a church. Or maybe for somebody sitting in this room, the abundant generosity of God has never really sank in. And today's the day that you, you make the decision to start a relationship with Him. Say, hey, you know what? I, I am a sinner and God, God did send Jesus for me. I believe that and I want to accept that and I want to begin a relationship with Him. I'm, I don't know what it looks like. I'm not even sure that I can do it, but I want to talk about it. Come talk to me about it. I don't know what your next step is. Whatever it is, I pray that you're bold in your response. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.